Hi folks, Andrew Packer here and welcome to Trading Tips. An essential tool of any investor is to compare companies based on a variety of different metrics. Some people just follow a certain sector, say banking, and they might look for something like book value, the relative uh, value of the price of the common shares versus the outstanding number of a bank's loans. By looking at book value across all banks, uh, an investor might find a company that's trading for less than the value of all of the loans on its book. If that bank were to be bought out, all of the loans were to be called, the amount of money that the bank would make would be worth far more than the share price. Conversely, an investor might find a company trading well over its book value and the value of its loans in a banking sector. If that's the case, that's a bank that should be avoided because if it ever has to write down the value of those loans, the price is already incredibly inflated anyway, and the overvaluation will become even more extreme. So looking at and comparing different companies gives us an opportunity to find some of the best investment opportunities out there. So today we're going to do another comparison between two companies, looking at a company A, company B. We'll look at some key metrics, we'll see where they stack up and where they contrast with each other, and then we'll see which one looks like the best investment opportunity going forward. So let's start with company A. Company A is a bit of a growth company. It's seen its revenues rise by 16%. In the past year, revenues are just the amount of sort of uh, net cash coming in. Now, its earnings have actually done even better because they are up 19%. The earnings tell us that their profit margin is improving. They're basically getting more money relative to the amount of costs that they have. It's a great sign of a company that's uh, you know, getting leaner, getting uh, you know, fatter profit margins. That's a great place where you want to be as an investor. So the company also reported a profit margin increase of 19%. Now, this is a company that in the past year has outperformed the S&P 500 by 3%. That's not necessarily a huge amount, but you know, sometimes you get volatile years in the market. You never necessarily know how things are going to do. And then finally, the company raised its dividend by 17%, which is a Great, great increase. Uh, most companies on average that pay a dividend only increase it by a few percentage points each year. Uh, even you know, a 5 to 7% increase would be a pretty good amount. So 17% uh, is a fantastic thing. And looking at the share price of this growth company over the past five years, it has averaged 34% returns per year. So this is a company that's it's on a tear, it's growing, uh, it's got good profit margins, those profit margins are improving. Looks like a pretty good company. Let's compare it with our company B. Our company B has seen its revenue decline, well, 1% over the past year. It's not the best place to be in, but that's not necessarily the end of the world, and companies have this sort of thing under, uh, all the time. But because of a big earnings miss, earnings are also down 84%. Well, again, you know, any one quarter, we can see companies have big write-offs. We can see companies do restructurings or some other accounting issues that cause the earnings to drop substantially relative to the revenue. Now, as a result of this big earnings drop and the fact that revenue is down, profit margins are a negative 15% at this company. Well, that's, that's not good either. And, but this is also a company that, relative to the S&P 500, uh, you know, shares have fallen over 30% more than against the market. So... On a valuation basis, that might be worth looking at a little more closely to see if it's a buy now. Maybe as a contrarian play, maybe not. And then finally, the company did have to cut its dividend, and it did so by cutting it by 75%. So over the past couple of years, uh, shares have been dropping by about 30-32% on average. So looking at company A and company B, it seems like there's an obvious buy here. Well, we'll, we'll take a closer look at which, which companies they are 
uh, after this word from our partners, the Oxford Club. Hi, this is Alexander Green, Chief Investment Strategist for the Oxford Club. Just for a moment, I'd like you to picture the perfect stock. No doubt it would have hundreds of billions in revenue, more than IBM, Facebook, and Google. It would probably be a leader in cutting-edge technology like smartphones and robotics. It would be on the verge of dozens of blockbuster announcements. But most of all, it would be ultra-cheap trading at less than $3 a share. Now, it may seem crazy that such a stock exists, but it does. It's a cutting-edge tech company that has made deals worth hundreds of millions of dollars with Nokia, Microsoft, and Cisco, and a $29.2 billion deal with Apple. It's set to create 50,000 new jobs right here in America, and Donald Trump even calls it the eighth wonder of the world. Yet you've likely never even heard of the stock. Why? Because it trades under a secret name. To find out how this secret $3 stock can help you retire, simply go to retireononestocknow.com. That's retireononestocknow.com. All right, welcome back, folks. Now we're looking at Company A, Company B. Company A looks like a fantastic growth story, and Company B, well, it doesn't. So let's start with this, this company that looks like a loser. Uh, this company is General Electric, ticker GE. It's been in the news lately. Uh, the accountant who uncovered the Bertie Madoff Ponzi scheme came out with a, a blistering report about how the company is not properly accounting for its insurance division, how it's overstating its revenues, how it's short on capital. Uh, the company has ties with Boeing because they make engine turbines, and the grounding of the 737 MAX plane has been a huge problem. It seems like nothing can go right for, for General Electric or Company B. Well, let's look at Company A. Company A, well, it's General Electric also, except I pulled these numbers from the company's year 2000 report. Now, in the year 2000, uh, at the end of Jack Welch's time as tenure uh, as CEO of General Electric, the company was running like a growth company. And the fact that the company always managed to get its earnings estimates within a penny has subsequently become one of the first times GE has had some accounting problems being raised, which is now continuing to this day. Now, if you were an investor in the year 2000, you were looking for something far away from tech stocks, GE would be a pretty good place to go. That's probably why shares only dropped 7% in 2000 against the 10% decline, giving it that 3% outperformance relative to the S&P 500. Fast forward to today, the market's on a big tear. Tech companies are doing great. Uh, you know, we've got, had a lot of high-profile uh, IPOs this year. And it seems like an old-school company like GE, not so much. It doesn't necessarily look that good. But, you know, based on, on these numbers, you, would, might, you might have invested in GE in 2000 near the peak of its all-time high share price, only to see it come, you know, gradually coming down in fits and starts, uh, getting to the point where it is today. So looking at GE going forward, there are a lot of problems that are being weighing down on shares. And if any of these problems get resolved, we can probably get a bounce here. So if you are uh, looking to trade, I would look to buy shares in the low $8 range, and then I would just look to go ahead and try and take some profits in the $10 range. This is something where you can buy call options when it gets down to the $8 range and take profits, or you can just buy shares outright, look to, to grab uh, you know, a little bit of a return and a lower risk return, or you could just buy the shares around $8, sell covered calls at $9 or $10, and just look to get a better, better return out of that. Because the fact of the matter is, when you use sort of these rearview mirror metrics, uh, a company looks like an attractive buy at a time when it's actually a terrible time to buy. And a company often looks like a terrible 
investment at the time when it's probably going to start turning things around and start becoming a better investment. So again, I'm just looking to trade GE right now with all of the problems that it has. If it resolves some of these problems, shares could easily go much higher, $15, $20 a share. Uh, they're selling off a lot of unproductive divisions. They are paying down debt. They are resolving a lot of the problems that we're building up in this high growth era. So looking at that, I see General Electric as an interesting trade today, uh, especially relative to where it's been in the past. So that'll wrap things up for this edition of Trading Tips. Until next time, I'm Andrew Packer wishing you good trading and good financial health.